Hello. Hola. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, stuff. Yeah, not too bad, sir. Uh, welcome, everyone, to um, our brand new show, The Shadow Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. Um, as always, when you see me doing my shows, if anyone's got any comments, any questions that they would like to ask about the paranormal, you know, stick them in the comment box and we will answer any questions that you may have. Um, but just a bit of an outline, really. Tonight is a bit of an um, introduction to... Trial and error. Not trial and error, because we are prepared, Rob. Let's not... Um, yeah, not we are prepared. Sure, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just going to talk about how we got into the paranormal. So a bit, of, bit more of an introduction for Big Rob, you know, because yep. this is his first time doing his own show. Yeah. So, um, and nothing to be nervous about me. And then we're just going to have a general chat about, you know, things going on with the paranormal, what each of our teams have got going on and stepping into a talk about uh, mental health awareness as well. Um, I think it was something that we both wanted to do. So yeah. we thought what a great topic to kick the show off with. Um, but yeah, so, you know, why didn't you start, Rob, about, you know, telling the audience about how you got involved in the paranormal and yeah and let's go from there yeah so um I've, I've always liked the paranormal um but i got my senses heightened um way back when i was poorly and wasn't very well and and saw the light but came back um and yeah i, I decided that i wanted to follow it a little bit more so um when i moved here um to this flat i decided that that was the time that we were going to start doing stuff and then obviously lockdown happened so mm. it was easy to go out late at night and do paranormal investigations because you weren't breaking any rules because no one was around so um then we met up with you guys and brian and we've just grown and, and you and me have become really good friends and Brian's a, a great friend and he's going to be so happy later when he comes on the show. <laughs> Mr. Lavatory making a surprise guest appearance in a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Is you, that right? You're dragging into the paranormal. Say again? Isn't it Brian's 60th today, Nando? That's what you I, were talking about. I have, I have to to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's what you told me in the green room. No, no, I yeah. think you misheard that. I didn't say that. Um, anyway, let's swiftly moving on. You know, um, so yes, yeah, so yeah, yours come from personal experience, and then how for you, you know, the patrol that's your baby that you set up, how did that come about for you guys? So, initially, the patrol was formed, um, between me and Rob, um, because we both lived together, so it was easy to, to do this during lockdown. So, our first investigation, funny enough, was Preston Park Churchyard just down the road. Um, went out late at night just with the phones, done a bit of filming and, and started getting stuff through on the spirit box. So after that, that was it. It was um, an appearance on, I think it was show 26 of Brian and Lex. Um, and yeah, and then we went from there and it just got bigger and better. And now we're going to locations that I never dreamed I would be going to, like 30 East Drive in a few weeks. And the ancient ram in so yeah it's good that that is um it's going to be two great investigations uh locations you know 
the HMRAM Inn, a great one to, to go to. The East Drive, there's a lot of um, conspiracy around that. That yes. location about what's true, what's not true, what's there, what's not there. That would yeah. be great. Because you've organised quite a, a good event because you've got other people like, we're, we're going to be joining you. But yeah, yeah. you've got some other people joining you as well. Do you want to mention who else yeah. that you've got? So, um, apart from the portal to the uh to the paranormal and then you've got obviously you guys you've got nj dixon um who is coming on the show in a few weeks time which will be brilliant um yeah. and then we got lex um so yeah it should be i think there's about 10 of us going yeah so his wife is joining us as well yeah it should it should be a good event hopefully yeah. we'll be able to get some real good evidence and see what we pick up when we're there I'm um, for a coal shed. so speaking of the devil there, there we go we've got mr oh. lavity in the room yeah um so yeah so that's great for the patrol and then um you're also going to be part of the next global ghost hunt aren't you for yes. october yeah, and that's yeah. the h and ramen that you've booked in for yeah and you will be joining us again i know so it's going to be another great event um yeah. other than the global ghost hunt for you guys is there anything else that's going on behind the scenes with the patrol any investigations that you've got planned um at the moment um rob's just uh got a new job with the police so congratulations to him um, well done, so i think he's going to be from november taking a little bit of a backseat a bit like what i done um i i had a year out because of work he's going to take a back seat for a bit but I've got another couple of team members now. Uh, so we've got uh, Benji and Cameron. So we're still going to go out and film. And if Rob's not answering 999 calls, then uh, he'll come out with us because he's um, becoming a call handler for the police. Fair play to him. So it's been, yeah. That's perfect. What, what have you got lined up? Um, so for for us, um, what have we got lined up? So the eight for, for Portal to the Paranormal, our next investigation will be on the eighth of July, which um, we will be going to Groundlands Theatre. Um, nice. A lovely location with with so much history, like different. You know, we've investigated it before. It was a bit of like the upstairs were like for the upper class, and the downstairs was like um, I believe was. Um, uh, a school for boys, but underprivileged, like boys in a way. Um, but there's so many stories there about a nasty headmistress, um, headmaster there, um, a potential death in the location as well. So we've got that coming up on the 8th of July. And then in August, we are going to be doing our first junior event where we have invited parents with. We're looking at like 10 onwards okay. to come and join for like what we're going to do is like a workshop where we're going to talk to the, the the juniors about the equipment, what the equipment's used for, how it works. Um, we're going to just explain the paranormal as a whole because we're, we're finding that a lot of the younger audience are starting to get more interested in the paranormal. Um, but because there's so many different YouTubers out there, different TV shows, and sometimes it's not the best reflection of, hey, Wild Bill, um, of the paranormal. You know, we want to go in in a different angle and say, well, this is how it works. Suzette, lovely lady, part of um, CMPS. Um, wow. 
Okay. They, they did a great uh, investigation for the last global ghost hunt. And I believe she's going to be returning. And she's also going to be starting her own podcast very shortly as well. So Good. something to look forward to. That will be on Parapost as well. Facebook, um, thank you very much. Made a good video. I wonder who that could be. Could that be Matt Barron saying about the video? Might be. Let us know who you are. Put your name <laughs> in the comments so we can say hello properly. Um, but, yeah, that's that's our sort of schedule at the moment. You know, because of the summer period, we've kept it quite open because we know in the summer families and people, they want to go out and enjoy the weather when it, while, whilst it lasts in the UK. Yeah. You know, so you never know how long the sun's going to stay out for in this country. So, well, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're excited about the things that we've got going on. Um, and that's that's us in a nutshell at the moment. We have yes, got sir. one event coming. Well, it's not an event. It's um, the local pub that I'm the doorman for, uh, the right. Bulldog. Um, it used to be a, a morgue before it became a pub many, many moons ago. So um, they, uh, they've they asked if we could go in there and uh, just do something when the pub shuts. So I was like, yeah, I'm up for doing that. That's all right. So we'll see what happens. Hello, Hello. Do you know? I don't know who. Yeah, Emma. that's uh, Emma Longsdale, possibly. So. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for joining us. We have Robin Huffin Paranormal. Yes. Hey, mate. Hope you're doing really well. Um, you know, he's been a great help with the Global Ghost Hunt on the merchant side side yes. of things. Glad to see you in. They um, so, yeah. me on their show today. So. Say again. They invited me on their show today, so we're just going to sort out a date um, to go up on there. Talking cool. with the sources, yeah. with AJ. You have, you have some fun, some great people. You know, it'll be a great, great laugh. So, yeah, so that's us in a nutshell with our team. And then we've got the Global Ghost Hunt coming up. So we're not sure. We're, I know we're joining you guys, yeah. um, which is going to be another fun event um, because we joined you at your last Global Ghost Hunt um, at Arendelle Jailhouse, didn't we? Yeah, um, someone got scared, course. didn't they? Sorry? Someone got scared. Look, right, I enjoy the paranormal. I enjoy everything about it. I think it's great, the people, the locations. But I'm not going to lie, I do get scared. And when someone sits me in the punishment room, closes the door on my own, and then they find a why and start pulling the chains like something's going on, <laughs> I am going to, excuse my French, but I'm going to shit myself and run, yeah. as you yeah. saw, you know. Well, it had nothing to do with me. You blame blame your wonderful uh, your uh, band, yeah, of the uh, portal. Yeah, I, I still think you were part of it. No, no, I was I was being interviewed out the back. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so I believe birthday boy is in the house, Mister Laverty. Yeah, happy birthday. So, um, but yeah, that's that's what we're doing in a nutshell. By the um, birthday boy, do they mean uh, do they mean this man? Oh, there he is. Is, is <laughs> that the birthday boy? Yeah. Oh wow! There you go, he, Brian. That's he shouldn't have sent me a holiday snap, should he? <laughs> holiday snaps. Oh, we're we're not going to last long on Parapost, are we? Let's be honest. <laughs> I think this will be the first and last one. Um, but yeah, so that that's us for the paranormal. Um, here we go. <laughs> the nice um, young Brian. <laughs> he's been getting tips from AJ, apparently. Ah, okay. So there we go. Um, 
anything else you want to talk about with regards to the paranormal field or you know anything else that you can think of there at the moment uh well only like some of our guests that have come forward and asked us to come on the show i think we've got for the first month we've got a really good lineup so we've got a bit of controversy with uh a debunker coming on the show um and then obviously we've got brian mj um and uh heather so and then you've got michael wong in september yeah. Right? yeah yeah we've got aj in august so yes yeah, we, we've got a good lineup of guests um i think what what everyone can expect from the shadow podcast as well we're gonna have guests on but we're gonna try and do different things as well like we're gonna do um reaction videos you know so that'll be a quite a fun one to do yeah. um but then like tonight's sort of moving away from the paranormal the topic that we were thinking about and something that's been quite big you know that i've noticed more recently is you know mental health awareness yeah. you know i know it's for me it's an important subject because it seems to be a lot of people suffer with mental health as a whole yeah but men as, as well you know it seems to be more apparent now that a lot of men are not reaching out and you know and it's just having a chat why why do you think men in particular why are we hiding away from you know talking about what's going on with us why are we scared to come forward um you, guys if you've got any questions any answers or anything you want to bring up about this subject feel free to but what about you rob what do you think why do you think uh personally i from my point of view when which we'll talk about a bit later like what i went through but um i think i was more proud at the time that i didn't want to didn't want to open up and tell anyone until it got to the point that yeah it was a little bit you know dark and and then that's when it all went from there so i think sometimes it is men are too proud we don't like to be seen to be crying in front of people or or getting down in the dumps and stuff like that so i think that's our biggest downfall um as a man it's i don't know it's what do you think it's like see see um i i i see a number of different things you know for me especially like if i go with myself i think the most important way to start this is reflecting on what i've gone through and the, the process that i've gone through you know for me it was a period of time that you know you set yourself an expectation you know i become a father a husband and as a role of a husband and a father you want to be the protector you want to show that you're strong um and you sort of forget about your feelings in the sense of you, you pick up this role and you think you have to always be the strongest person that you can be for everyone around you which is yeah. true to a certain extent um and i think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves that you know it starts manifesting in your brain like you start noticing things that are not like little cracks appearing but because you've taught yourself to be i can't show emotion because it's going to make me look weak i can't do this because it's going to make me look bad in front of people and what happens from something very small it turns very big and then before you know it you get into a very like you were saying into a dark place where you know you feel that you can't reach out you you got to be that person so people can rely on you yeah but you know in reality you know in some cases 
we're, we're making the problem bigger than what it is. We need to, you know, like, for example, when you look at some, when you get married, the whole point of your vows is that you're, you're, you're vowing to each other that you're going to be there through sickness and in health, you know, and that is a shared responsibility between both of the couples. And that could be in a partnership as well. It doesn't have, just have to be marriage. But, you know, and I think, you know, where does that role change for a man is because of the way you feel. But I think it's now important that, especially men, I'm not saying not women as well, because I know women have, you know, they struggle with mental health, but it seems that the men's mental health awareness seems to be the big thing here because men are not reached now. And unfortunately, it's turning into cases where they're, they're going down that wrong path and making the wrong decisions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Wow. Knowing you, Brian, for the last two, what's it, two and a bit years now? You know, you've aged me, my friend. You've aged me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is, you know, what my point of doing this show is, is if someone out there that's watching, if it's watching, if you're watching now, if you're watching on playback, is, you know, the first step forward is admitting that you have a problem or you admit that there is an issue. Um, you know, and that, that's the first step, and that's the most scariest step that you're going to take. And I know people might say, oh, that's easier said than done. And I get it. You know, I totally understand. It takes a lot to admit to people that know you to be a certain way, a certain person, a certain personality, to break away from that. You know, but once you step out of that comfort zone and you start reaching out and, you know, telling people what's going on, that's the first step to to healing yourself and rebuilding yourself. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Ron? No, I totally, uh, I totally agree with that. Is um, like from my own personal experience, I did bottle a lot of things up, um, and openly admit it resulted in me ending up sitting on top of Beachy Head, um, and I was well prepared to go off the top. Um, I ended up going to hospital, um, getting sent in there, and then my friend took me in and said, "Right, you're going to stay with us." And and that's because I let things get to me. It literally a lot went on from when I was 18 up to like when I was mid 20s. My life was a little bit of a, a shambles. It's because I wasn't sure who I was at the time, so I was still finding myself. So, yeah, it was a little bit difficult, um, but I got there in the end. Um, and, yeah, I'm still here, thankfully, because of a good network of friends in the end that stopped me from being an idiot. And, and, and the thing, you know, I just want to point out to people, right, Let, let's face reality, let's be real. You know, you're going to have a moment. I, I experienced this. I went through um, a hard time and I admitted certain things that I'm not proud of now, but I admitted it. And some people will turn their back on you. Let's face facts, right? Yeah. But the way I look at it now, the people that have turned their back are the people that I didn't need in my life in the first place. You know, yeah. you need to be prepared that some people don't want to understand. And they're the people that are better off out of your life because when they're removed from the equation, you can just focus on the people that are still in your life you know the other thing with situations as a whole right? imagine that you put yourself in a circle right now the circle is massive with everything 
right? Now, you think 100% of that circle is loads of different situations. You can only control 10% of what happens in your own life. Yeah. But the problem is we spend more time looking at the 90% around us that we can't control. And this is what's going to keep happening. You get yourself into a vicious circle where you're focusing so much on what are they going to think of me? What am I going to do about this? What? But when you draw it in and you look at yourself and think, well, there's nothing I can do. There's no point worrying about it. You might yeah. as well just focus on the smaller things. And, like, and that's what I've... And do you know what? I'll be honest, I still make mistakes to this day. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I'm perfect. I still, you know, make mistakes. And that's part of, you know, allowing yourself to go through different processes. But it's finding the ways of dealing with it. You know, you don't have to, you know, sit at home, for example, and just, you know, keep going over the situation. You know, the more you, and that's the thing, a lot of people that struggle, you won't see their struggles. Yeah. You know, you don't see it because people learn to put a face on. They learn to, you know, disguise it. So it is, in a way, a silent um, illness. Yeah. That, well, that's what they say, isn't it? They say it's a silent killer because eventually, for some people, that's the way it, way it ends up. Um, sadly people take their own lives and it's horrible it's it's not a nice place to be and when you're sitting on top of um well one of the top five suicide spots in the world yeah um, you know me and rob went back there and done a paranormal investigation um i think it was last year during, um, just after lockdown we went there and done an investigation and some of the the stuff that was coming through on the SB7, you just sit there and you, and to me it brought back horrible memories because obviously I was at that point where I sat on the edge and um, you know and then you're listening on the SB7 um, at noises that are coming through and you just think Jesus. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. The hardest thing for people as a whole is it's the people that don't understand or don't take the time to understand. What they don't realise is that someone that's reaching out for help, if you make them feel that there's something wrong with them, it's actually making the situation worse for that person. It's like, to some people, uh, uh, someone's mental health might be very small, but to that person, because it's manifested for so long, it's such a big thing. And it's just about people like, Mickey York said it quite nicely um, that I spoke to a couple of weeks ago. You know, reach out, try to understand, or just be a person to listen to. Yeah. You know, those little things will help someone so much because people struggling with their mental health, they get themselves into a stage that they think that they've got no one to turn to. And the minute that they get to that stage, that's when they're at their most vulnerable stage of, you know, things you know, going down the wrong road, doing all sorts of things, you know, so it is important to to reach out. If you know someone's having a, a shit day, shall we say, let's be honest, like a crap day, just a little like, hey, how are you doing? You know, just how be, you doing? how you doing, as Brian would say, you know, just being someone to be able to listen to and talk to can mean a lot to that person struggling. You know, it's that's the first step is just being honest. And then the next step is finding the help. I think 
the other thing that people find very hard is when they have to go and speak to like for a counselor for example um a therapist you know you have to to begin your healing when you're suffering with your mental health because a lot of the times it's triggered because something has gone wrong for example uh in their life and you have to revisit it as hard as it is you're going to have to down the line you're going to have to revisit what has happened because the only way you can start your healing is by analyzing or not like going through that motion again yeah because a lot of people that suffer with mental health especially when someone had they've experienced they they, they try and work out was it their fault now 95 percent of the time it's not your fault no. it, again it comes back to the thing it's something that's not in your control you you and that's the thing people need to start learning yeah it could be man woman you know children as well you know if they think that it's their fault, they need to break away from that cycle because a lot of the times it's not their fault. You know, so it's finding that root cause, looking at the situation as a whole and say, well, actually, I didn't cause this. So that's a step forward, knowing that you're not the problem. The next step is looking at, you know, what's happened, deal with it. You know, like, you know, look at it as hard as it is, you know, go through that motion again. But then when you go through it, tell yourself, this wasn't my fault, but then, you know, put stuff into place. What are you going to do different? Now, the hardest thing for, for people when they're in that moment is finding that way out. It's finding yeah. how, do, how do you move forward? That's when you start, need, you need to rely on yourself. Now, a lot of people think, go straight to family, go straight to friends. No, rely on yourself to keep yourself motivated because the only person that's going to really push you is you you know depend on how much you want it but yeah. you know well, what about you Rob what do you think no I, I totally agree there it's like um my my story basically like I got married at a young age um but I wasn't the right sex if that makes sense because yeah I came, I came out not long after um I got married to her and it was like everything kind of like went downhill for a little bit. Um, I lost touch with my parents um, and then um, I moved away and it kind of like got into another relationship which lasted 10 years and it, it, it was good when it was good. Um, and then obviously things just went downhill from there and then obviously I ended up getting to the brink of the dark side and, and yeah, if it hadn't have been for a couple of friends um then yeah i definitely wouldn't have um been here now um and i've only felt like that once since then um which was during lockdown which i think when a lot of people suffered from yeah. mental health because they weren't allowed to see friends families and that and i think a lot of people suffered in silence during the year and a bit that we were all locked down so it's it's hard it's it's horrible it's not nice to be in that position but uh, i find myself more now with the job that i do i'm more of a counselor for everyone else so i just don't know <laughs> myself now with being um, secure, you listen to everyone this might be emma again just picking up something she's put i yeah. picked up a lot of negative neg well, negative negativity maybe when i was depressed um and i think this comes down to you know 
because you're feeling low and you're feeling that way, it's easy to let the negative energy come in. You know, you're, you're allowing it because you're not feeling that positive energy. You're not feeling happy. And I was saying to you, it's like a chemical imbalance, basically, because you're not balancing your thoughts and it's like letting all the negative in and it's like clouding your judgment and everything. Yeah. But even when you're at that point, there is still ways around, you know, to to avoid that. You know, and again, I know it's easier said than done. You know, that's what people are going to say. And it is, it is hard. But once you start going through that process, once you start f facing what's going on, you know, it does become easier. And then you find that the things that you're so worried about become smaller, you know, and then, you know, again, it's going to take time. It's a process. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're going to go through the process, like feeling really good. And then something's going to trigger it off and then set you back a little bit. But I believe it's because we are challenged through life. And it's showing us that, you know, if you can take that step back and move forward again, you can keep going and keep going. And then the more you do that, the more confident you'll start becoming in yourself. Um, you, you'll become, you, you'll feel more free. You know, I think what's important for us to get out there that, you know, here in the UK, I'm not too sure about over in the us so if there's anyone from the us or like brian in canada that there are networks out here in the uk like the samaritans for example going you can reach out to them to talk to someone and what's great about it you can make a phone call and you can actually do it on the phone to start with so you can break yourself in gently instead of going face to face with someone and what they will do is you know they will help you you know, work out what is the course, what what are your symptoms, what are you feeling? And it's about breaking through those barriers because what, what we tend to do a lot of the time is build these big barriers that before we know, we cannot get them down. And that's that's the struggle, is knocking down those barriers and moving forward with each step. We're um, here in, in Brighton because we have a lot of um, special like in every bar there's like areas where they've put these little cards so i don't know like that one there um yeah. is from sussex police but it's also in conjunction with brighton and hove council as well so it's all the telephone numbers for um the mental health crisis so if you're in a, an immediate crisis where you think that you are going to go and do something that you shouldn't do um you ring that straight away and someone will come and meet you and and get you out of the crisis um, and then, you know, you get the, the YMCA one for the younger people or, or the Samaritans. And these are these are pretty much in every pub now in Brighton. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we, we do see a lot of the, um, the charities now that are trying to get out there more and more to, to make the awareness. Um, hello, Facebook user. Uh, let us know your name so we know who we're saying hello to again um but i hope you're well but yeah it is you know it's important for people to realize now another thing that i've you know has become apparent and this is for everyone oh it's our lovely daniel winter uh, uh, Messiah. um you know the other thing is like social media as much as it's great it can also be quite evil at the same time you know and People need to realise social um, cyberbullying is a massive effect, especially with the younger generation as well. Yeah. Cyberbullying is is something else that needs to be 
Uh, why am I a nobody? Love <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe it's because we need to look at the pages and yeah. see what the permissions are. But we will get that sorted. Pages. Maybe that's what it is. Oh. Sorry? Maybe they're not following the pages, so they're just coming up as a user. Wow. Well, we'll get it sorted for the next show. But yeah, like um, cyberbullying as well. That That's a big thing. Yeah. You know, and what the cyber bullies need to realize, you think it's all fun and games. You think it's no harm, but you don't realize the impact that you're having on that person and how bad you're making them feel. You know, I think people need to be more educated about the effects that they have on others. You know, because unfortunately, we do live in a society where a lot of people... And I've been a victim of this. I, I take on board somewhat what other people think of me and how you want to impress people, how you want everyone to like you. But you know what? For the people that are having that issue, you're not going to impress everyone. You're not going to get everyone to like you. It's just facts. But yeah. the people that are doing the bullying and, and you know, the cyberbullying, you, you need to realise how dangerous that really is. You know, people, unfortunately, and this is just being honest and f it's factual, people are taking their own lives because of these situations because they're making it, you're making it so big to them that they don't see a way out. Yeah, no, and, and that, is, that is true. It's like I've got nieces and, you know, I worry when I see them on Facebook or TikTok posting, posting videos because I know what people can be like. I was bullied at school. You know, and now I'm a doorman and getting in fights most weekends. And I just think <laughs> how, how the clocks have turned. Like, you know, I, I'm a big pansy, really. Um, but I do I do just want to touch on like, earlier when I said I, I distanced myself from my family. I am now really, I'm more close to them now than what I was at the time. So, you know, it, it does have its swings and roundabouts. And I'm quite lucky that, you know, my, I have got my parents now. It's like... It was hard not having them for six years, but you know now now I go to football with my dad. Unfortunately, he's a Man United fan and I'm a Chelsea fan, so he's rubbed it in my face about how bad our season's been. Um, but yeah, me and my mum go out at least once, uh, once or twice a month if we can, just go and meet her. So, well, you know, it is great that you've been able to reconnect that relationship. You know. Um, after so long, I think for me, you know, I struggle with, I and to this day, you know, I, I'll be honest, like Portal to the Paranormal have been such a safety blanket for me. You know, um, I was lucky Dan asked me to join the team. You know, I think initially it was to to just find locations, you know, secure locations and help out with things like that. Um, but then I got to know them, you know, all of them. You know, you've got Jojo, you've got Sean. Dan, Lauren, Little Joe, you got Dave, you got Luke, you know, Nikki. We got such a good group where, you know, it's become more like Dan did a video clip. It's more than just a team. It's like a family. Like, oh yeah, you definitely you know, are a family. And you know, they've been such a a comfort for me when things haven't gone the right way, shall we say? You know, because you you do get worried about who do I talk to. What are people's reactions going to be? You know, this is the problem. It is um, the, the biggest fear that people will go through is how are those people going to react if they know the truth? Uh, Brian, you're loved by the people that really matter. 
if so called family are so cruel and heartless to do that to you then they're the ones that are emotionally empty yeah. and you're lucky to have escaped yeah, there yeah. you go that is so true <laughs> as well. and as brian said last night on his on his show with sarah he had one good thing that came out of his marriage and that was his son and you know he, you can tell he's a doting father anyway the way he was over uh over father's day when his son hadn't messaged him while he was on live it was a heartbreak moment <laughs> but but that's it and that's going into the next subject like you're saying is looking at the good points of everything that you do have again it, it it's so easy to to keep looking at those negatives at the the, the how can i say it? the 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 crap basically yeah. going on around you and you forget about those small the 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 really good things in your life you know um you know i've got to be honest you know my marriage to sarah you know we've been together what 14 years this year, 10 years married. And do you know, what? she has put up with a lot of crap from me, you know, because of the way I, my, my way of thinking, because I didn't want to admit the truth to things. So it turned in, it's like they say, you, 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 how, how can I put it? You go and upset the person that means the most to you because you don't know how to react. And I'm lucky that Sarah has stuck by me through every step of the way. You know, um, it's, you know, she, she, she's a brave girl, shall we say. She is a brave girl. But, you know, and now I look at, you know, everything that's transpired over the last, I would say, 10 years that I've had to deal with. You know, Sarah has absolutely... Yeah, you are very patient, Sarah. <laughs> she, oh, she knows, yeah. she knows, bless her. But, but do you know what? She has given me something that I thought I knew what love was. I didn't really know what love was until she come along. And then three beautiful boys. And, you know, what you need to do is start building your life around all the positives. And the, the, the more you see those positives, people, everyone that is struggling, the more you see those positives, the stronger that gets and the negatives get smaller. So what you're doing is actually turning the tables on the negative and the positive. So instead of the negatives being big and the positives being small, you're turning it so the positives are bigger and then they get stronger and stronger. And then before you know it, you get yourself into a place where, do you know what, you can manage it. Now, yeah. will those situations ever really go away? Depending on the situation, it never actually goes away. It's always gonna be a part of you but you're going to reteach the way you're thinking, the way you see things, and you teach yourself to deal with it and put it in a place where it's manageable, where it doesn't have to be in front of you all the time. You know, so it's just about teaching yourself and, you know, allowing yourself to step out of your comfort zone and saying, I can do this, I can move forward. And then before you know it, you get such a great bunch of people, you know, yeah. I for me, you know, I thought I've got I've got a lot of friends that I know, but a lot of my friends now are in the paranormal field. And they're some of the strongest friends that I've got. Yeah. You know, like and you wouldn't think it. You you find relationships in the weirdest place. And for me, being the paranormal, it is a weird place to find people. You know, you, you, you find people that you can't get rid of, Mr. Laverty, but you know, you love them anyway. 
<laughs> but but the thing is, it's it's such a great way to you know find yourself with a group of people that will because we're, we're we're expecting the unexpected. We don't you know we we don't know what to expect. So everyone's going to look at it in different ways. But everyone's willing to listen. Everyone's willing to you know value each person for who they are and what they're doing. And then yeah. I I found that like um, for example, me and Suzette from CMPS, you know, it started off about the chat with the Global Ghost Hunt. We've been talking since and we've developed a really nice friendship. Yeah. Um, me and you, Rob, I think we, we saw each other once, didn't we, at Merley House during the UK tour. Yep. Um, and then things sort of like you sort of like, like you said, you had that year gap and then suddenly you just reappeared and then it sort of led to, do you want to come out and do this? Shall we do the podcast? And it's just gone from there. So it's about networking and reaching out when, you know, because doing these sort of things will help out as well. Um, but yeah, anyone in the audience got any anything that they want to add to this as well? Um, feel free because it is an open podcast. Open. So don't feel shy. If you've got something that you want to say, you know, feel free to say it. Let it out and then we can talk about it. Um, but yeah, for you, um, you know, with, with the patrol, with everything that's gone on, do, do you find this has helped you, you know, release, you know, the negatives that you've had go on? What, where where did you get your help or where did you get your motivation to move forward with everything? So, yeah, um, like obviously the, the second time that um, I felt bad obviously was during lockdown. Um, yeah. And, yeah, the, the patrol helped. And instead of sitting at home eating well not that you could tell but um instead of sitting at home well yeah after what my doctor said on friday who knows <laughs> but, yeah but yeah um the patrol helped a lot by just doing different things doing something that i wanted to do rather than feeling sorry for myself and then obviously meeting you guys when we went to the hall with um brian and lex that was brilliant um yeah. and I, like i said earlier since then you and me have like grown a bromance it's like we're bromance. A bromance yeah we're, <laughs> we're chatting all the time you know we're doing this together you're coming out on on adventures with us and i plan to come out with you guys as well um so it's good and and it's nice and it is the paranormal world is one big family which you know, is um, is really good. Uh, I have sent Brian the link. I think I'm not sure if I've done it right. So we'll soon see if he pops up. Well, well, we'll keep an eye out if he if he comes up. But no, I think you know everyone has, you know, everyone has the right as well. This is the other thing that I wanted to mention is people in their own little bubble. What I call people that don't see the real world live in a bubble. Yeah. these people that think that everything is hunky-dory is a one-way street and those people are in a bubble for a reason because they don't know what real life is but the people that are suffering you know don't take too much notice of what society say that you should act like or what you should do you're entitled to feel the way you do you're entitled to go through that process uh, yeah. hey victor how you doing thanks for dropping in uh from the don vic show he has a cool show. Vic, Vic's cool, but he has cool guests. He speaks to actors, directors, writers, you know, all sorts of people. So check him out. He's also on Power Post as well. 
okay. Central. So definitely a guy to go and check out if you want to something different. He he speaks to so many different people about you know shorts that they're doing, songs, writers, everything. So definitely check them out. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, you know, everyone needs to realise that everyone has the right to feel the way they do. What what is important is not judging those people. And if you don't have anything good to say, just leave them alone to find the right people to help them. Uh, do you think the paranormal world attracts people with depression? As it's a comfort to know you don't always just disappear when you die. That's a very good shout. Does it? Yeah. Do you think the paranormal world attracts people with depression? Um, oh, that's... Oh, open forum, everyone. Let us know your thoughts, because that's that's actually a fair shout out if you think about it. I, I think in a certain way, some people that are suffering with depression, you know, no problem, Vic. <laughs> um, you know, they may be attracted because, you know, sometimes you find that you can relate to certain spirit. If we're talking about paranormal stuff, you get some of the spirits, yeah. some of the locations that we go to, some spirits that come forward have had a traumatic ending and they must feel low so i think sometimes people without realizing have a certain gift and they could be more open to to feeling it um yeah. you know do i think that you know someone with depression should be in the paranormal yeah but you need to find the right balance though you need to find the right help you know because what you don't want to do is go into a situation when you're vulnerable yourself and then have something come across because they can see your vulnerability. You need to be able to find that balance to protect yourself at the same time. That's my opinion anyway. What do you yeah. think, Rob? The, the last thing you want is an attachment because you can't stop yourself from feeling low and then something latches onto that negativity. And yeah, so I would say be careful if you are at that, if you are at a point <laughs> of depression and going out investigating make sure you protect yourselves more than anything else yeah because i think what's important to realize with the paranormal you're facing the, like people that have that ability to feel emotions to fit that you know that they can feel the spirits what they're feeling you can't put yourself in a vulnerable state when you're already vulnerable yourself you know you need to be strong-minded to be able to say well that's enough you know a lot of it is um you know about your intent and how to stop them from coming forward like following your home basically but if you're vulnerable and you're at a weak state you you, you could be putting yourself in a risky way you know yeah. a, a risky situation so i would say if someone's feeling low depressed reach out to someone even if they're in the paranormal field and just ask for a bit of guidance ask for a bit of help on how to you know make yourself feel better techniques you know and this is the thing with mental health it's all about using different techniques finding different ways that suit the person now you might be told one thing and it doesn't suit you but there are so many different things so what's important is never giving up straight away you know um so vix asks so how would you get rid of an attachment um rob i, I don't I, le I leave them here because you know my house is haunted so I'm quite happy to keep all the attachments here. Um, but seriously, if you do think you've got an attachment, um, then 
they say use sage and stuff like that but i don't i'm not a professional like that i wouldn't know how to how to get rid of it properly um i think personally with an attachment to what you know i've never experienced it myself but with what i've heard from different people that we've spoken to um is about you know getting yourself to not being vulnerable and making yourself stronger and you know getting the spirit to say no this now you need to back off just before brian comes up what i want to do is just point out um sarah said an attachment that's what happened to barry guy and mickey york when they were at a week stay and mickey mickey york admitted that when we spoke to him he said you know he felt something attached to him and it depressed him and it suppressed his personality and you know the the most important thing if you feel that you're vulnerable always make sure that you're reaching out always make sure you know that there is people always think to yourself there is people that you can talk to that will listen if they don't want to listen you don't need them in your life people you know start realizing that that's the most important thing and you know just before we bring Ryan up what i want to do is just end this segment on is the most important to remember you are good enough to be on this world everyone has a place in no matter what you're going through every person is entitled to be on this earth and don't let anyone tell you any different reach out and people if you know people that might be struggling a little bit or might be going through a bit of a hard time send them a text message yeah. arrange to go out with them those little things you might not think it means a lot because it's so small but it means a lot to the person that is struggling. The more people that we can reach out to and start helping, you know, and start realizing mental health is an issue, but there's ways out of it, then yeah. things will get better for everyone. And just be like, like Dave Schrader said, be kind to one another. Um, you know, so DM us, you know, we, we, you know, feel free if mm. you're on your own and you haven't got anyone, then, you know, my inbox is always open. So, well, we, we would definitely do another segment down the line yeah. related there to are numbers across the bottom of the screen. So, the numbers but are yeah, for people in the UK, uh, yeah, the UK. So, sorry about everyone else. Um, I couldn't find all your links, but this is, but uh, if you know any yeah. links, you know, put them in the comments for people overseas watching. Um, but yeah, that's our segment for the mental health. I hope everyone's enjoyed that part of it. Um, and yeah, we will definitely revisit it. But shall we bring on the birthday boy? Shall Are we, we bring him on? Birthday to him? No, I ain't singing. I you ain't singing. Oh, let's bring him up. up. Oh, Hello. No singing. <laughs> See, uh, no singing. Can you hear me? Yeah, I yeah. Can we can you hear us? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. What's going on? <laughs> How you there doing? You. What is going on? <laughs> so I can't hear you guys. I can't hear you guys. Oh, oh. there we go. Can you oh, hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can hear you. That's weird. Let me just check something. It's weird. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna check my audio. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, it seems I'm not getting you through my headphones. That's why. Okay, there we go. Cool. We've got our first happy birthday. So, as a lot of people will know, it is Mr. Laverty's birthday today. Yes, and how old is he now, though? 35. Is... Yeah, 35. <laughs> Don't even say it, Nando. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Before we went on live yesterday with uh, Miranda, <laughs> Nando pops his head in and goes, Happy 60th. 
Wow. 60. Yeah. How, how, how to not be a co-host on Through the Lens again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As you saw, exactly. I wasn't on there last night, was I? So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Uh, Brian, we, we've done this for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like the I like the uh I like the uh one with the no shirt. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well that's, that's what, yeah, we, we thought you coming out of the water looked quite hot, so you know, we, we enjoyed that one. So. How, how oh, thank you. you. How's your day going so far? Uh, you know what? I went to the gym this morning, uh, which is my birthday gift to me for pain. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got uh, this guy's training me, and um, thank you, Suzette. I, I agree. I, I completely agree with you. Um, yeah. So uh, I got a trainer now. Uh, you know, or he wants to train me, so I said sure. So we did leg day today, and I was yeah, my legs are sore. Ah. my legs are very very sore today so but other than that um i really kind of celebrated my birthday yesterday because my son was here and his girlfriend so we kind of celebrated then so today's just relaxing and that's all i'm doing so ah. when you get to when you get to the age of 60 you have to you know <laughs> you have to kick back your feet and relax and <laughs> yeah you need to start taking it slower you, you know you're not a young chicken anymore is it spring chicken they say you yeah slow yeah. slow your roll is that yeah. yeah well i want to thank you thank you thank you. Thank, you. thank you for the uh the pictures and <laughs> the picture at the beginning too i saw that as well oh um, yeah 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 that, that was something wasn't it that was a holiday snap you sent me from but, your uk tour wasn't it um no i don't think so but the the one that you sent me not too long ago was a little bit hairier yeah yeah, I kind of yeah. like that one better. The hairy one is okay. All right, I have no, no, that. no. I like yours better than the hairy yeah. one. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But great show, guys. Good topic. Thank yeah. you. As always, what, what I look... are your thoughts on what are your thoughts like? Because we've spoken about what we know with being in the UK and the kind of things that happen here. But what's your thoughts on it, Brian? Um, you know, um. As you saw in the chat earlier when I put up that note, I've yeah. I've uh, I've been through a lot in my life, unfortunately, and um, you know, and when I said about my family, uh, long story short, um, the reason that my family decided they no longer wanted me in their lives was um, this was my adopted family, hmm. so I decided that I was going to go look for my biological mother. I found her. They didn't approve. They gave me an ultimatum, either her or us. And I said, I didn't want to choose. And they said, well, we no longer want you in our lives. And that was it. That's, that's the, that's the, um, unfortunately, um, that happened and that happened. God, um, that happened. Uh, God, I, just thinking about it now that happened uh wow i can't i can't even believe this it happened over 25 years ago wow and you know being for, like you know a lot of people could relate into that sort of situation how did no. you deal with that how did you overcome the the feelings that you were feeling and the emotions how did you if you don't mind me asking no no not at all because um, look it at was, you now it was tough. It was, it was really tough at the beginning. Um, 
And there was, there was many times where I tried to reach out and try to repair the relationship and sent Christmas cards and stuff like that. And I tried everything uh, to repair the relationship for them to, you know, because at this time my son was born, right? So um, I didn't want them to miss out on their, on their grandchild. And, and which unfortunately they have, um, they've only met him. They've only met him three times. And uh, unfortunately I'm unable to repair with my mother because my mother passed away about six years ago. So, um, but I was at the hospital with her for the last couple of months um, of her life. Uh, she had dementia. So I don't know if she really knew it was me, but um, you know what? It just, I just got to a certain point where I had to let it go. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't keep putting myself in a position where I was going to continually get hurt. And that's what was happening. Um, every time they denied my phone call, every time they didn't respond to a Christmas Christmas card, anytime, you know, uh, I reached out to another family member and it got back to them. It, it, it just got to a point where if I kept on doing what I was doing, I would have never, ever gotten past it, you know, and I would have, and, and I'll be honest, I, I suffered from depression during those years and it was very hard on myself and it was very hard on my wife at the time, who's now my ex-wife, but, um, it was very difficult on her too. And, you know, um, so I had to let it go. I had to let it go. And, um, you know, Christmases and birthdays are still a little bit difficult to be honest, but, um, I've moved on with my life. I, I have my son, um, obviously I have a relationship with my biological mother and I have a relationship with her. She has two daughters um, who are my sisters. One is in the UK in Reading. That's who I stayed mm-hmm. with when I was, when I was New down Rams. there last year. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and she wished me happy birthday today and, you know, but uh, my father's still alive and he wants nothing to do with me at all. And, uh, you know, so I still, I still, you know, there's not many people I hear from the family. I still hear from my nephew, um, every so often, um, he says hi and stuff like that. But other than that, I don't really speak to anybody in the family anymore. Um, in the immediate family. Now there's aunts and uncles that I still talk to, um, that reach out and say hi, or like, for example, happy birthday, a cousin wished me happy birthday today. And, and uh, his name is Doug Keeling. And, um, you know, uh, it's, again, just going back to what I said, I there was a certain, point, certain point in my life where I just had to let it go and say, you know what, enough's enough and move on, in, in which I did. But to, to say it's, some days are difficult, I would be lying because they are. So Because mm-hmm. you always want family around, right? And, yeah, I, you know. I think that's that's a natural thing. Like you, you would expect to have family around, but it's still what I've learned from this. And I don't know if you guys will agree, but even with family, sometimes you can't rely on that. You need to rely on yourself, and you know, find your self worth, and you know, build yourself up from that. And then mm. you know, because you know, with what you've gone through, Brian, to what you've achieved now, you know, it just shows people. You know, whoever's watching, whoever's feeling a bit like, well, 
you know, where's their place on this earth? You know, with Brian's story, it must be difficult, especially involving family. But look what you've achieved since. Mm. You know, if there was a bit of advice, if some, if you knew someone that was struggling, you know, with their mental health and you know needed a reach out, what what advice would you give them? Well, I think uh, I think um, first things first. You, like you said earlier in the show, that you know you you know there's a lot of people out there that won't admit that they have a problem. I think the only way you're going to be able to get over something like that is when you admit that you do have a problem. Um, and sometimes it takes people to go like right down at the bottom, right. Um, to understand that what they're going through. And, and honestly, I, I was lucky that I did have some support. Um, I think if somebody's going through it, if you have family or friends or whoever's around you, lean on them, support, support get their support, talk to them. Um, if you need to see, if you need to seek medical help, seek medical help. It's it's not a big deal. Nobody's going to judge you. You know, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people that are not going through these, they tend to judge people like that. But you gotta you gotta cancel out that noise, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, it, reaching out to somebody is your best bet. I did have a few, like I said, I did have a few people that I could reach out to, and I did. And uh, it helped tremendously. Um, but my only advice, one of well, my only advice is, you know, um, I was, I guess my 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 case was, or my my depression was a little bit different, and obviously everybody else's is. But um, don't do it yourself. Um, you you really have to reach out to someone. Um, and, um, I don't know, it's, it's tight. It's tough to give advice on something like this, um, because everybody has their own struggles and, you know, you can say till they're blue in the face about going out and getting advice, but they're the ones that have to do it, you know? Mm. So, uh, but, so, uh, that is actually a, a, a good thing you know rupaul um if you can't love yourself then who the hell's gonna love anyone else so and it's true what he says because he went through depression as well uh obviously because he's well one of the biggest known drag icons so yeah yeah you know like if you have a lot of family and friends and stuff like that reach out to one of them i'm sure somebody's gonna take the time to sit down or listen to you on the phone or through messenger or wherever it is, uh, just reach out to somebody. And if you have nobody to reach out, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, um, go to Google. There's a lot of people you can reach out to, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's so, the thing. But we like over here, we, we have a number of charities like the Samaritans, um, you know, there's a number and it. And I've said it before and I've said it plenty of times before. The hardest part is, admitting that there's a problem that's the first stage is you know facing those fears and once you crack into those fears the fears have become smaller and it will become easier to manage and you know going through that process yeah now, i think yeah I, and i agree and and it's ex- it's the exact same thing with people that you know take drugs and or alcoholics and stuff like that they have to admit when they have a problem that's the only way they're going to be able to help themselves so yes. 
Uh, it's a tough subject. It's a, you know, it's a tough subject. It really is because, um, and you know, you said this too at the beginning of the show, Nando, men are looked at as tough people. We're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to, we're supposed to suppress our feelings and snap out of it and get past it or slap yourself in the face and, you know, wake (laughs) up or whatever it is. But, you know, um, it just, it's uh, there. I think there's a lot more men out there that are suffering to, from depression that are not admitting that they're, they're suffering from it because they were raised to toughen up when they mm-hmm. were kids. And my father was like that. My father was toughen up, you know? So unfortunately, um, unfortunately, uh, um, it doesn't always work that way. So, and I think the most important thing, the way, I would like to leave this is for the men it is all right to show emotion it's all right to cry you know it doesn't make you weak it makes you stronger to face it and that's the most important thing to remember and that's with anyone else that's struggling with mental health you know if you show the emotions it shows you're stronger than you realize and you know go out if it's not family and friends reach out to someone in a professional um industry that can help you move forward um not to be okay that is yeah, i like that yeah it's yeah okay. there's a there's a yeah. song it, it, that's a song isn't that sung by demi moore it's okay not to be okay i think it's demi moore we'll have to google it and then yeah you know that's a great a good, song but you know i just want to you know i think this is a good way to end the first show for us um, yeah thank um, you brian for popping on and before we go before oh, we go congratulations on your very first show thank you and hopefully you guys have mounds mounds and mounds of success i look forward to watching your show every week obviously i'll be on the show next week monday from from that show on i look forward to watching all your shows and see how well you guys are going to do you guys you guys are gelling nicely like me and lex and uh it should be a lot of fun and i look forward to uh seeing aj on your show and and michael and and uh, everybody else you plan to have on. And I wish you the best of luck to the both of you. Thank, Thank you. And a happy birthday for the rest yeah, of the today. Happy birthday. You. You Thank know, you very much. Rest the old knees up now. You know, go and put your yeah. foot up. Okay. Feet up. Oh, I, know, yeah. I know you don't drink tea or coffee, but no. you know, a glass of water. Go and get some rest, you know. No, get, I'm fine, your, dude. I'm fine. Get, get, I'm fine. Get your pajamas on and just get yourself. No. Tomorrow's, <laughs> tomorrow's chest day. So I like chess day. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. The amazing group. I look forward to seeing more. Thank you very much. But yeah, um, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank um, you. Just um, before we do let you go, Global Ghost Hunt quickly. You yes. know, um, we, we've had some teams sign up. You know, we've got yep. great teams. Um, but there is still places available. You know, yes. We, yes. we it is from, okay, we start again in October. <laughs> October. You are the director. You should know this. Uh, October 19th to the 29th. I, I was there. I was just about to say. Yeah. Um, so if you are a team watching, uh, the Global Ghost Hunt is a 10-day event where you can stream live across a number of platforms across the world. Um, my name is Lauren. Not sure why it's coming up as you. Hey, Lauren. Um, if you want to, Lauren, if you go over to Parapost 2, 
um rob left a link in there at the top of the chat i think you pinned it yeah did you rob um so what you need to do is you need to uh give permission to Streamyard to uh through facebook and that way your name will come up sometimes it happens with different podcasts for whatever the reason may be so sorry nando no no that's fine yeah um yeah so it's a 10-day event where you can stream your investigation so if you've got a location and you want to showcase the location and your team you know go to um global coast hunt dot is it dot co dot uk no dot com Dot com. Uh, register your team, location, all the information is on the website. I'm, I'm getting there. It's on the website. Um, and if you have a location that you want to showcase and get teams out to you, you can do the same as well. So definitely head over. Uh, we had a fantastic May event, which was absolutely awesome. Mm. Um, and yeah, we're October is going to be good too. Hi, Dan. October is going to be good. And uh, yeah, just go over to uh, com and go under uh, investigations and register your team. If you have a haunted location, register your haunted location. Now, we do say that we try to find a team for you, but it's more up to the location to find themselves a team. Uh, so, uh, and besides, if they have a haunted location, I'm sure they know a lot of teams that would come up, come in and represent them well. Uh, during the global ghost hunt so yeah so yeah we're definitely taking haunted locations and we want to build the directory for haunted locations so when people do join they can go to the directory and click on a name and it will automatically be their spot that they're going to investigate and hopefully that will be up sometime next year so Good. yeah so, yeah so that's a really you know uh, cool event and if your viewers um that want to watch the global ghost hunt the 10-day event you know, head over to the Global Ghost Hunt Facebook page, uh, YouTube as well, and then you'll be able to see all the streams on there over the 10 days. Um, during May, we had some amazing teams that, you know, did a great job. The mm. Patrol, um, we had Michael. Portal. Uh, say again? The Portal. Yeah, the Portal. The portal. CMPS. Resource. We had Arizona Pie. We had uh, SPI of Arizona. Yes. We had Brian Clay's team. We had uh, the Wraith, uh, Wraith Hunters or Ch Wraith Hunters. Yeah, Hunters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With, um, yeah, we had PN Paranormal. We had a lot of, we had a lot of good teams. And uh, we're going to have a lot more in, in October. So. Yeah, so um, definitely go and head over to the pages and, you know, follow the page. And if you're a team, get in touch. And then we can definitely get you registered. Um, but, just want to thank everyone for joining our first show. I hope yep. everyone's enjoyed it. I know it's a little bit different to what, you know, people are usually um, used to seeing, but I've enjoyed it. I hope thank everyone you, else Brian. has enjoyed it, mate. You know, uh, so. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. I'd like to say thank you to everyone that has watched, or if you haven't watched, why? Um, but thank you. Um, <laughs> nice time to pop up and, and say hello for our first show. It's uh, certainly a, a milestone, so it's going to be good. Going forward, we got some great guests, and obviously starting with Brian next week. There you go, Arizona Pie. Hey. There we go. They're in the building. Yeah. So next Monday, nine o'clock, um, and it will be four o'clock Eastern time. Yes, for Brian. 
you know, yes. we will be joined by Brian. Um, so, you know, know that the subjects that we'll be talking about is the global ghost hunt, hunterphobia, power post, and anything else, Mark, um, Brian. And reacting, we, we're dying to know how you went with that part, because on your uh, on through the lens, you said that someone made contact about a part, but you were waiting to find Oh, out. yeah, yeah. I'm still uh, still waiting for the script. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, but we could definitely talk about the other kind of roles that Brian did. Yeah, yeah. I've, watched, I've watched some of them and they're quite they're they're good. <laughs> you know, they, they are good. You know, we might yeah. have to get some clips. We might have to get some clips from maybe you should, maybe Coach. from uh the disasters at sea where I played the uh, commander. To, to be fair, you did a good job at it though. I know, you know? I know. I I what, enjoyed that one. Puffy chest good. and you know, doing yeah. his little strut, but yeah, it was all good. <laughs> we'll have a laugh. We'll have a laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so definitely join us next week. And um, yeah. like I said, we will return with different kind of segments like the mental health and anything else that we think is something that we want to talk about. Um, guys watching, if you've got any ideas for a show, let us know, and then we can see what we can come up with. Um, but for now, I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. Happy yeah. birthday, Brian. I'm going to say my goodbye as well. Happy birthday, Brian. If you want to stay in the green room, we're chatting yeah, at the end. I will. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll put everyone in the back then, and we'll see you guys next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.